Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Yes, it is, Greeny, presented by Progressive Insurance. Guests on the Goodyear Hotline. Jam-packed we are. Tons of baseball conversation today with Yankees Red Sox at Fenway last night. Interesting night. It's just disastrous, obviously, if you're a Yankee fan, which we are surrounded by here. We'll have Ron Darling with his thoughts coming up a little bit. But we start this second hour most days with I'm Sorry What? 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 There's just a chance for you to hear uh, interesting things from interesting people. And we will start with the game last night and then work our way to a couple other things. Let's start with Aaron Boone. Yankees manager saying after his team lost last night that the rest of the league has closed the gap on the Yankees. The league's closed the gap on us. You know, we got to get better. We got to, we got to get, you know, better in every aspect at just getting a little bit better, you know, because it's not just the Red Sox and the Astros now in our league, you know, I mean, look at our division. The Rays are a beast, the Toronto, and, you know, this, there's some teams in the central that are, that are getting better and better teams in the West that are better and better teams that have closed the gap on us. And, you know, that needs to be, you know, front and center as guys prepare uh, in the off season and get ready for, for spring training next year that, you know, we've got to get better. What'd you think of that? Uh, I mean, was there a was there a Yankees dynasty under Aaron Boone that I had missed? Like, did, they, did they, did they win multiple championships over the last few years and I didn't notice. I don't understand this idea. Like, where was, was there ever such a gap? Have, have the Yankees... Yes, there was been, ever. Of course well, there was. Well, well, not with Aaron Boone as a No, but player. My point, it was 20 years ago. Right. I, I'm going to give... I understand why his choice of words is going to rub people the wrong way. Yeah. I, how did it rub you, Nuno? I didn't like it. Um, I also feel like that's a message to not just the players, but I think Brian Cashman in that office, uh, front office, like, hey, we don't have good enough players. You guys need to step up and give me the roster I need. Here's what I would say. I think if given the opportunity, I'm not sure closed the gap would be the, the turn of phrase that he's looking for there. At least I'm trying to give him the benefit of the doubt because – Obviously, to say these teams have closed the gap on the Yankees, the Red Sox, the Rays, all these teams have just been markedly better than the Yankees for a while. And all every team that he just mentioned has been in the World Series, and some of them have won it multiple times since last the Yankees were in one. So to say they've closed the gap obviously doesn't sound right. Now, I didn't hear the question. So was this an historical question that they're asking him? Like, obviously, historically, the Yankees have been <laughs> the cream of the crop in Major League Baseball. They've been the best team. They've been the best franchise. Everyone knows that. Uh, and that isn't the case anymore. So is he basically saying the whole league is, we're no longer that. Like, is he is he trying to say, we're not the Yankees the way that people think of the Yankees anymore? And that, that would be a heck of a thing to say. It sure would. But the way that he answered the question was such that it felt to me like he was at, uh, talking about contemporary teams. He mm-hmm. was citing the fact that the division has gotten better, which it has. He talked about the fact that the American League has gotten better, which it has. It had a bunch of 90-win teams this year. But let's be clear, like no such gap has ever existed. They were chasing the Astros, and now they're chasing the Rays and a bunch of other teams. Yeah, uh, again, no such gap has existed recently. Um, that gap existed in a big way in the late 90s and the early 2000s, and even if you want to stretch it all the way to 2009. But certainly has not since then, and I think that's fair. Uh, One more from that game, and then again, we have Ron Darling coming up. But i got to get to a few other things. Here was Garrett Cole after the performance last night. When it's all said and done, 
I didn't perform the way I wanted to perform tonight. Can you describe the disappointment you're feeling not getting the job done? Sick to my stomach. Look, that's the right answer. I mean, what is he going to say? But the reality is this is going to fall on him. The, the back page of the papers were all him, Garrett bleeping Boone. And that's just the reality of it. I mean, to whom much is given, a great deal is expected. And when you are as bad as he was in a game as big as that is, that leaves a mark. It, it just does. That is going to leave a mark that is not going to go away for a long time. No, that's, ex- that's exactly right. It doesn't matter if he wins the Cy Young Award next year. The only thing that now matters is how he pitches in the playoffs, for sure. This is, this is an outing for which like, there will always be scar tissue. Even if you know, Garrett Cole winds up being a great Yankee for the next seven years, this is one that you might you know, be able to get over, but it's one that you always remember. It's, it's like a, if, you, if you're cheated on in a relationship, you might get past it eventually and live happily ever after, but it still happened. And the fact that you got absolutely blitzed by your rival at Fenway Park in a winner-take-all game when you're the highest paid player in the history of baseball is something that Yankees fans are probably never going to get over. And they're probably going to have to win a championship for them to be able to do so. And, and the other piece of it, again, is the sticky stuff debate because that's mm. a thing. That's just a thing in this. Like, he was the center of it. And he just hasn't been the same pitcher since. And Buster, I think, gave you some hope when he was on with us earlier this morning <clears throat> and when she said, maybe this offseason... Major League Baseball and the players come up with some compromise on some sort of substance that everyone can agree you can be allowed to use because they had to get rid of the spider tack and all that kind of stuff. But no one seemed to have a problem with them using rosin. So maybe there's some way that he will be able to get a better grip on the baseball and that he will get some of that spin rate back, which clearly was what made him so great. And it isn't there anymore. Sure. But is that really... Is that really the best we can do? do we, are we now subjected to hoping that Major League Baseball can come to an agreement so that Garrett Cole can spin the baseball fake the way that he used to? Like if you didn't, Garrett Cole was the number one pick in the draft coming out of UCLA. He's a great pitcher and was just a good pitcher in Pittsburgh. Like He was just a guy. Then he went to Houston where he became a Hall of Fame pitcher <clears throat> literally overnight. We all know that the Houston Astros have occasionally been known to be up to no good. Mm-hmm. And what he did there was extraordinary. He was... He, was one, he had some of the best pitching seasons of all time in his two seasons in Houston. He, has not, he was not even a facsimile of that pitcher over the last two-thirds of this season after the foreign substance crackdown happened. So if you're a Yankees fan, I, the, at minimum it would worry me some, and if I'm hoping that Major League Baseball has to sort of step, here to step in here to help him out and help other guys out, that's not a good place to be. We will ask Ron Darling his perspective on it. I remember we had Darling on at the height of the Sticky Stuff conversation Uh, We will ask him about everything. He's going to join us live here in about 20 minutes or thereabouts, and we'll talk with him about all of this business. Straight Talk Wireless has rolled out 5G coverage nationwide, and you can get a Samsung Galaxy A32 5G for only $299. No contract. It's all on America's best network. Straight Talk Wireless, 5G-capable device required. Actual availability, coverage, and speed may vary. Uh, One I want to play from Aaron Rodgers. So did you see the interaction that Rodgers had with Mike Tomlin during the game on Sunday? It was fascinating. There was a moment where Rodgers tries to quick count the Steelers because the Steelers have 12 men on the field on defense. And before he can do it, Tomlin gets a timeout called. And the two of them exchange look I, I don't know how to exactly describe it, but it was it was a combination of respectful, like mutual respect, mutual admiration, and bordering on love. 
Like they looked at each other with almost like with love in their eyes. I, it was an extremely striking interaction. It, does that sound right? Am I describing it correctly? That's right. There was definitely a glisten <clears throat> in their th- eyes. There was something special going on there. And so Rogers is asked about it when he's on with McAfee yesterday. And here's what he said. I'm a big Mike Tomlin fan. I have been for a long time. I like the way that he speaks about his team. I like the way that he goes about his business. Uh, you know, I like his confidence. I, you know, I've heard nothing but good things from guys that have played there. I like Mike Tomlin. And I also liked it. You know, he called that timeout. We tried to catch him with 12 on the field. He was kind of smirking about it. I like that. Man. I respect that. Look, I'm just speaking the truth. Ask me a question about Mike Tomlin. I'm going to tell him how, how I feel about Mike Tomlin. If you want to take that and run with it and say I'm, you know, angling for you know, some sort of next team or something, I'm, I'm not. So there's so many things about this that are interesting. One of them that I thought of is if a, if Tomlin said exactly that about Rodgers, he'd get fined, maybe even suspended. The Steelers would be docked draft picks, right, for tampering. Like you can't – he's waxing rhapsodic, to use my favorite expression. There it is. I mean, I just started writing down all of the things that he said about him, and I couldn't write fast enough. Big fan. Uh, I love the way he goes about his business. I, I, I love his confidence. I love his confidence. <laughs> Uh, you know, (laughs) let me ask you, I I, I respect the way he, if you're Matt LaFleur, the coach of the Packers, the coach of Aaron Rodgers, what do you think of that? Like, like, is someone going to ask Rodgers today? Well, you had really great things to say about Mike Tomlin. How do you feel about your own coach? (laughs) Is, Is he going to be as effusive in his praise? Probably, probably not. But this is a nothing burger, isn't it? Like, he, no, it's not a it nothing is. burger. These th- these things that you, are. I told you before. Gosh, you, sometimes you have so much to learn. What did I tell you before about Urban Meyer? Are things accidents? You, uh, no, they're not. Do you believe in accidents? Do you believe in coincidences? Uh, only to a small degree. Yes, you should stop believing in them in any degree. I don't believe in accidents, and I don't believe in coincidences because I believe nine out of ten times everything that happened happened purposely. And you're much better off being fooled the one time it was an accident than the nine times it wasn't. You think Aaron Rodgers is just saying this with absolutely no idea everyone in America is going to react to it? You think he doesn't know his place in this game? You think he doesn't know the size of of, of his piece in this jigsaw puzzle? Aaron Rodgers is the second most famous person in the entire NFL. The biggest league we have in this country, a multi, multi, multi-billion dollar thing where 20 million people are watching these games. And the most famous two people in this sport are Tom Brady and then Aaron Rodgers. And he hasn't just been that for five minutes. This is not a surprise to him. So he's not saying that and, and, then, and, and then innocently wondering, well, why would anyone make a big deal of that? Every superstar quarterback speaks ridiculously glowingly of the coach of another team when everyone knows that superstar quarterback is disenchanted with his own team and probably leaving at the end of this year. In fact, negotiated the ability to leave at the end of this year and makes googly eyes with said coach when they're facing off against each other on the field. These things don't happen by accident. They're not a coincidence. We'll talk about that further. In the meantime, coming up next, however bad you think it is for one aging legend, it is actually worse. You'll hear who right after this on ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. 
Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. All right, Greeny with you on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. I'll have Ron Darling and all the baseball stuff coming up in about 15 minutes on the Goodyear hotline. So we're really busy here today as we come to you live, as always, from the Seaport District at Pier 17, and we are brought to you by Chase. So I was just telling you, Aaron Rodgers, we had two stories that sort of tied together today in one way for me. The Urban Meyer just embarrassment that went on in this bar in Columbus, Ohio, a restaurant, whatever it is, where he's in this video. <clears throat> Look, I've said before um, many times that that's his business. I mean, it, whatever that's between him and his wife and his, whoever it is that he has to deal with, with that, I, I'm not going to sit here and assess the morality of that. Cause what difference does it make what I think of it? But what I pointed out earlier was I, I don't believe those things happen by accident. Like they happen on purpose 99 times for every time they happen by accident. And I made the argument that as a person who was a little bit famous myself, I am aware, acutely aware of how much attention is being paid to me in certain circumstances. And when you are Urban Meyer, who is a million times more famous than I am, and especially in a restaurant he owns in Columbus, Ohio, um, that there's no way in the world the notion that this is going to be someone is taking pictures or videos of him at all times. There's no way that doesn't go through your mind. There's just no way. If, if you have your wits about you at all, you are aware of that. There's no other option. And I said the same thing about Rogers. Aaron Rodgers goes on McAfee show and he just throws bouquets endlessly at Mike Tomlin. You think he's doing that because I'm just answering a question. Come on. Guys know how to answer questions. These guys get media training left and right. He's been a famous person for 20 years. I was asking him questions in 2005 or whatever year it was that he was drafted. He's been around forever. So he knows what he's doing. He's got his reasons. I don't know what they are, but he's got his reasons. But one of the things that comes together is, would he be the right answer in Pittsburgh? Because we're clearly seeing the end of Ben Roethlisberger. And that's what I was talking about. When I said, however bad you think it's getting for an aging legend, it's worse. Because the numbers, and Hembo's going to give them to you right now, 
suggest that all this talk about how, oh, it's not Ben, it's the offensive line, are actually not true. Yeah, we can isolate that. We can remove the offensive line issues, whatever they may be, from his performance to sort of get a picture as to how good he is by himself. These are the two numbers I'll provide, Greeny. The first of which is we can measure a quarterback's performance from a clean pocket, in the pocket, not under pressure. In those circumstances, he ranks 30th among 32 qualified quarterbacks in total QBR, 47 out of 100. 47 out of 100 when he's in a clean pocket. The other, another way to do this is when the offensive line, when his offensive line wins all of their blocks, when there is zero pass rush wins from the defense on a given play, the Steelers average five yards per pass play. Five yards with Big Ben as their quarterback. Only Davis Mills, the rookie out of Houston, is worse, is worse under those circumstances. So what you're telling us is that Roethlisberger is not playing well, not doing good things even when the situation suggests that he should be, if the intention here is to blame the offensive line. Now, I don't think it's quite as simple as that. Mm. Because I think there is an element when your offensive line is as bad as his generally is that you become gun-shy. Like, everyone made fun of Sam Darnold for saying he sees ghosts. But when you're the quarterback and you're accustomed to taking your drop, boom, 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 and the, the rush is right on you, that clock, I think, might get sped up in your head, even on plays when it doesn't have to. Which is to say, you might start feeling pressure that isn't there because you've become so accustomed to or at least worried about the pressure coming. And that might happen even when you're 39 years old. It obviously happens to guys when they're 22. So I'm willing to give him at least a little bit the benefit of the doubt for that. But what I think is inescapable is the Steelers are going nowhere this year. And that really is an organizational failure, and I'll tell you why. They drafted a running back in the first round, and they brought back Big Ben. They thought they were making a run. They acted like a team that was going to win important things this year. So that's really a miss. Right, that's really a fail because right now they're in the worst place you can be in the NFL, which is they have no realistic chance of winning anything. But they're not rebuilding; they're the opposite of that. They're like at the, they're they're at the very end of a rebuild. They're in win now mode, and they're not winning now. That that's the worst place you can be in any sport. And so I'm not sure exactly how it gets better that quickly. And then how they handle Roethlisberger the rest of the season is fascinating to me. He will always be connected, obviously, to Eli Manning because they were drafted the same year. And everybody remembers what happened when Ben McAdoo benched Eli Manning. And the circumstances were not exactly the same then. I don't think there's any way in the world that they bench Roethlisberger until there are five games left, four or five games left in the season if they are completely hopelessly out of it, then I think you find a way to do it gracefully. You have to get Dwayne Haskins on the field and just see if you have anything there. But I do believe they will be going after one of these quarterbacks next year. And I think I, I continue to think Aaron Rodgers feels like a really interesting possibility. Rodgers has played for a heritage franchise his entire career. He knows what that's about. He likes the stability and all that. I mean, there's a lot of things to like about Pittsburgh. He loves the coach. Just ask him. He'll tell you. And they've got a great defense, and they've got a bunch of really good skill position players, and Najee Harris will only be in his second year next year. they got to remake the offensive line, but that's been known to happen. I actually think that if I'm Rodgers, Pittsburgh field, if I'm definitively getting out of Green Bay, 
which I still think is, generally speaking, his plan. I don't know it. Then I think Pittsburgh feels like a pretty attractive little possibility. How about you? Well, Pittsburgh's roster <laughs> is, definitely a, is definitely a downgrade from the one he is playing with right now. But if I'm going to go there and resign myself to the fact that he won't be there anymore, he still has a better option in Denver, for sure. And if we still, and if obviously there's mutual interest there, which presumably there would be, there's no obvious reason why that wouldn't be a perfect match. Denver's roster is way better than Pittsburgh's, absent the quarterback. How about the divisions? Well, that's part of the conversation, but if you're Aaron Rodgers, are you making a decision like that based upon the other quarterbacks that you're going to have to go against? Like that's, is that something that... A Hall Are of you Fame making a decision based upon where you have your best chance to win the Super Bowl? Mm-hmm. He's a man who's won one Super Bowl in his life. I'm sure he would desperately love to win some more. You make your decision based on that as much as anything, I would think. And if you're, but, if, but if you're an aging quarterback, the most important thing, no matter, like, no matter who the head coach is, no matter how good your defense is, is can they protect me? Mm-hmm. And Ben Roethlisberger's case in point, the answer to that is no. Aaron Rodgers' statistics actually have not been that good over the last couple of years when he's not been protected. When he has been, he's the best quarterback to ever live. Can but I Pittsburgh doesn't have that right can I ask now. a question? Yeah. You can go play for Mike Tomlin. We can go play for Vic Fangio. Which of those two are you doing? If those are my two options, I'm playing for Mike Tom. Yes, of course. <laughs> and I think that's a big part of the equation. Don't miss Ron Darling. He joins me live next on ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Ron Darling will be with Brian Anderson on the call of tonight's National League wildcard game on TBS. Cardinals-Dodgers, 8 o'clock Eastern tonight. TBS, exclusive home of the National League through this entire postseason. And our friend Ron Darling, good enough to spend a few minutes with us here on ESPN Radio. Good morning, Ron Darling. Good morning, Granny. Thank you so much for having me. Nah, it's a pleasure, as always, to catch up here. It's been a, a little while since we had John. Let's dive right into this game. You know, you never know how these things are going to go. Like last night, we, we had all these different projections on we expect this, we expect that, and it winds up being like a perfect relay, something you practice in spring training that winds up deciding the game. What decides it tonight? What will make the difference tonight in your expectation, Dodgers-Cardinals? Well, uh, I think there's two things. Uh, when, when you look at the pitching matchup that you have, these two veteran pitchers with all the wins they've had in their career, I think you start there, right? So I think the key for uh, Max Scherzer, one of the most aggressive pitchers, one of the best pitchers of his generation, can he keep the Cardinals in the yard? Uh, if he has any small Achilles heel, is that he will give up home runs because of his aggressive style. And for Wainwright, um, I'm looking at something a little different, Greeny. Joe West is behind the plate. Mm. Joe West is going to probably retire after the season. If you look at his strike zone versus other umpires, he tends to have a pitcher 
friendly strike zone. I think that really helps Wainwright because he's got that kind of control. If he's getting the pitches off the edges, I think that puts him in a little better place. So that's really the thing I'm looking at. Can Scherzer keep the Cardinals in the yard? And will um, Wainwright be helped a bit by the Joe West strike zone? Hmm, Stuff to watch for early, which I really like there. We touched on this a little bit earlier, uh, Ron, when I had Buster only on. If the Dodgers lose tonight, they won 106 games this year. The conversation about the format is going to come up. Um, what are your thoughts on it, just in general? Is it a team that won 106 games this year that's playing for its life before the postseason or the rest of the postseason even begins? Just as a, as a longtime former player yourself, what do you think of it? Yeah, it doesn't seem fair. Uh, it does not. You know, I played on a team that won 108 games before the wild card, and to have to play one and done that year when anything could happen uh, really wouldn't have been the best scenario. So I feel uh, for the Dodgers, uh, their fan base, and their team, considering how well they played all season long. But, uh, you know, to push it to the best of three, to keep the Brewers in Atlanta from playing until maybe Saturday, um, I think it's is too much to do right now. They're going to have to re- reevaluate it, and maybe down the line they look at it, and if there's a differential of over 10 games, then maybe you play – uh, a three-game series. I don't know how that works, but, you know, these are the rules, and and really the Dodgers um, played hard all season long to win that division, so it made it very exciting when you think about it uh, for the West Coast. Yeah, that, that's the plus side of it, and, you know, I like the quote, I'm, I'm finding it here, from Scherzer, who himself is, is a union player rep, and he was asked if the Dodgers were upset about this, and he said, no, you have to win your division. We didn't win our division. We're in the wild card game. There's no crying in baseball. I guess that's what you say when you're, forced, when you're faced with this. And look, for, for a lot of fans, this is a great thing. It's great for you guys. You get the big game tonight. It was great for us. We right. got the huge game last night. So, so we'll see how it plays out. That said, I mentioned uh, you into the TBS. You have the entire National League. So give me the big picture look at the National League. All things being equal, how do you see the National League playoffs uh, going forward as they get underway tonight? Yeah, well, the, the big unknown, I think, is after tonight. Um, you know, if, if St. Louis is able to win this game, that changes uh, your complete thoughts on how things go forward. Uh, the Dodgers, for me, are, are probably the most complete team. Um, but Max Muncy uh, being out and how long he's going to be out, I think is a big blow to that ball club. I think he's their best hitter, most patient hitter. I think the team really uh, um, uh, thrives when he's in that lineup. Uh, certainly Justin Turner will try to pick up some of that slack. But, uh, you know, I look at the Milwaukee Brewers as a team that um, they don't score a lot. Uh, they catch the ball, but their top three guys, and especially Burns and Woodruff at times, uh, can be unhittable. Uh, then you also have Hader, and I know losing Devin Williams is a big blow, uh, but Hader is about as locked up a closer as there is in baseball. So if I'm going to pick a kind of underdog team that we'll see in the World Series, I think it's the Brewers. And, you know, Hembo, you've been saying that for a while. You could jump in here. You have been riding that train now. You were the first person I heard say it like two months ago, and you are very much on board with that, yes? Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely, Ron. Do, do you, would you think it's safe to say that the one, two, three, the Brewers are going to be able to throw out in their rotation, even though they're not household names, is as good as any trio that any team in the postseason can say? Ab- absolutely. You know, I mean, it, it rivals uh, Scherzer and Bueller and, of course, Urias. So if you can say that, um, that's an amazing run. Now, they'll be helped if the Dodgers can't get through this wild card. And, and as Greeny said, it, you know, Last night, uh, we heard a lot of stuff about, boy, if Stanton gets off in this game, the Yankees will win this going away. Mm-hmm. Well, he did get off, 
and they still didn't win the game. So, you know, you can look at a lot of stuff that you think should happen, and even if it happens, it doesn't mean you're going to win. Greedy and Ron Darling with us here again. TBS has the game tonight. Uh, Dodgers, Card- what a matchup. I mean, we got Yankees, Red Sox one night, and Dodgers, Cardinals the next. It's like the entire history of the sport playing out uh, over a two-day stretch, and then, and then the TBS crew will have the rest of the National League the rest of the way. I want to ask you this, because I, I like the big picture stuff. Uh, back, you know, when you know, we all just watched the films recently here, the, the 86 Mets, you know, in your era, there was no question. The key to winning in the postseason was dominant starting pitching. That was first and last the most important thing. The sport has changed so much. In your mind right now, Ron, in 2021, what is the most important element to winning postseason baseball? Oh, I, th- I think the most important element is the guy that you have who pitches through the tough part of the order. If you look at the Dodgers, it's Blake Trinan uh, who does that. If you have one of those guys, and some teams like the Brewers have Hater who can pitch two innings maybe in the, in the post, but you've got to have that guy. He's even more important to me uh, than the closer. It's the person that goes through one, two, three, or two, three, four in your lineup that's able to shut that down. Uh, I think that's the most important person. Oh, now. That's fascinating and always something to watch for here. Ron, you, you, you obviously you do the Met games during the season, so you're, you're in, you understand the New York market well, and you understand the, the disappointment that is going on back here today with the Yankees getting knocked out last night. And, and Garrett Cole said he was sick to his stomach. That was how he described his feelings after his performance last night through a pitcher's eyes. Like what, what, what do we, what is the right thing to say about Garrett Cole this morning? You know, um, I've had starts like that, Greeny. And uh, when he said he was sick to his stomach, I almost got sick to my stomach because it reminded me of, of those starts that mm-hmm. got away from you. And uh, what, what do you say about him? He's obviously not a hundred percent in my eyes. Um, you know, what he uh, looked like last night was, not only a guy that couldn't throw the ball where he wanted to, couldn't throw it as hard as he wanted to, but also, you know, his, his body language was uh, that of a guy that I've never seen before. Cole is always a gamer and out there and gives you his all. But, you know, after the Schwarber home run, uh, he looked defeated. And I've just never seen him like that. And it might be because he just didn't, uh, it didn't feel 100%. And, and I hate to even ask you this because it, but yeah. it came up, you know, and, and I, I remember actually yeah. you came on the show and talked about it. Like people will point out the fact that he hasn't been the same since they made the changes with the, the, the you know, substances yeah. on the baseball. Is that a reasonable thing for fans to be talking about this morning? Well, you know, I looked at his spin rate uh, the other day, in fact, and his spin rate was just about the same as it was before. So I'm not going to say that's the issue. I think Mm -hmm. there's two issues. One, he spent some time on the COVID list. Uh, We don't know how each individual deals with uh, symptoms or asymptomatic. Mm -hmm. And the second thing is the hamstring. Anytime your legs are not 100%, especially when you're a max effort guy like Derek Cole, and I don't want to make excuses for him because he doesn't want that. He's he's one of the best pitchers uh, of his generation. Um, he just didn't get it done, and uh, those things those things happen. And they're hard. It's a nightmare winner for a pitcher when those things happen. Ron Darling with us here again. They'll have tonight on TBS uh, the Cardinals and the Dodgers with the wild card game, and then the rest of the National League playoffs. One more thing, because I just mentioned yeah. it. Just gonna sit back and have a little story time. Tell me a story. You know, all of us who are old enough to remember it really enjoyed reliving. You know, the 86 season, we had the 30 for 30 that just aired recently, Once Upon a Time in Queens, and it introduced an entirely new, well, multiple entirely new generations of baseball fans and sports fans to that incredible team. I guess I would just ask you, what memories did it bring back for you? 
Well, um, I just thought some of the unique things that I had never seen before uh, really was something I liked. I mean, uh, almost all the stuff about the 86 team has been out there. Uh, but I think they did such a good job of showing me things that I had never seen before, in particular um, from the first row in the stands of Mookie Wilson on the ball that he hit that went between Buckner's legs. I'd mm-hmm. never seen that. Uh, Mookie walking uh, through the uh, dugout after that uh, monumental game six, then walking to the clubhouse and being congratulated. I had never seen any of that stuff either. So um, seeing uh, new stuff uh, about that ball club was great. And I just, um, I always hope when those things are done that people will not only look at some of the more glamorous or less glamorous things about that team, but they'll also remember that team won 108 games. And uh, it was uh, as, as good a team as I ever played on. And at some point, you had the best right fielder, catcher, first baseman, and starting pitcher uh, in all of baseball. That's that's pretty amazing to put that together. No, no question. That was a great baseball team, and it was just – it had a personality. There are some teams that will just live forever. You know, like it doesn't matter if you're the greatest team. There's some teams that will live forever, and that is one of them that will live forever. Ron, we'll be watching tonight again, 8 Eastern on TBS. Dodgers, Cardinals, winner goes on, loser goes home. We always appreciate this time. Thank you so much. Have a great game tonight. Thanks, Katie. Take care. You too. That's Ron Darling, who I really like. Um, you know, he's just very good with all of this stuff. And so, Hembo, I just want to spin it back to you. I, I didn't even mean to use that phrase there, but it's appropriate. The spin rates on Garrett Cole were not dramatically different. So are we to say that means this didn't have anything to do with the spider attack or anything, or is, are there other things at foot? Well, the, the, the only answer to that question, the only right answer to that question right now is we still don't know. It is true that he was on the COVID list, and it is true that he had hamstring issues. And as a pitcher, especially one as big as Garrett Cole, that affects a lot of things. He's a pitcher that sort of drops and drives, and so who knows, maybe he had to adjust his stride length. A lot of things happen. But the bottom line of it is, there's a huge difference in performance. So while the spin rate has been sort of uh, standard across the board, his results-oriented numbers changed a lot. And those are the ones, obviously, that matter most. So I think the answer is we'll have to wait and see. But I, if I had to bet an amount of money that mattered to me, it at least made enough of a difference that it's worth talking about. That's fair. And, and point, period, new paragraph. Did I just say at foot? At foot. Like, did, did I, Bubba, did I say, is there something else at foot? Which, which I think... The expression is either afoot or at hand. And I think, <laughs> and I, think I combined at hand and afoot. And I actually believe I just said on these airwaves, on, on nationally syndicated radio and television airwaves, I believe I just said, is there something else at foot? Yeah, it, I don't think we want that. And, and I don't I don't. I don't think that that's what I meant to say, and I and I it's something I'm willing to call myself out for it because had you said it, I would obliterate you. Oh, for sure. You know, maybe it's a new expression. Do you think we can make that a thing? Like, let me ask you something. We can certainly try. Is there something at foot here? <laughs> like, I just don't. I don't think it. It doesn't. It doesn't roll off the tongue. It reminds me of the. Um a bird in the hand is worth two in the bush expression, which I never get right and don't even really know what it means. Is that a, is that something that you ever say or have said? I, I'm sure I've said it. I, I know. I think I know what it means. I think it's a hunting expression, if I'm not mistaken. Look this up. I, and I'm doing this literally. I'm guessing, but it seems to me if you're a hunter, which I'm not, parenthetically. So, but whatever, that 
it's all well and good to say, well, there's two birds there I can get in the bush, but one in the hand is more valuable. Is it like the predece- is that right? Is, is it, it like the I'm looking now? It's like the predecessor to two birds, one stone. <laughs> is what you're saying? Is no, like- I think those are two totally separate things. We're mixing up here. I, th- I think that th- I think I think the fact that they both involve two birds is coincidental. <laughs> <laughs> So, I'm not positive. So the, but, there's just a lot of things. About well, I've never, birds? I've never, I've never looked into the 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 uh, you know the the genesis of many of these <laughs> turns of phrase before. So I really don't know. Uh, you look that up. In the meantime, yeah, well. I, I will just uh, compliment uh, Bubba on the fact that he is not wearing a Dak Prescott jersey today. He is indeed wearing a Des Bryant jersey today, which I I think is nice. Again, we have to. Extend out your wardrobe of Cowboys jerseys because that seems to be the only changeup that I've noticed that you have. We we should get you a Micah Parsons. We should get you a Trayvon Diggs. Do you have a Zeke one? I mean, it seems like you should have a Zeke one. No, I don't. Yeah, I mean, that's the problem. <laughs> All I have is Dak, Dez, and Witten. So I've been going with the Wednesday Dez. Did that last week. And I'm mm-hmm. a little wary, kind of like you said last week. I don't want to change it up too much. Because we're winning, so I don't want to go. Let me just go nuts here, and and I, I'm liking the Dak and a Wednesday Dez, right? Because it's working, you know. Right. So I don't want to go nuts here. You but, have two Daks, also, right? I've seen yeah, you have well, the whole we, man we, away yeah, Dak. Took, yeah, we took one down from the studio here, which I've now claimed. Um, <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, so that is now mine. Just I haven't actually worn it yet, though, because again, I I don't want to mess things up. No, I'm with we're winning. that. So right now, I'm kind of just going Dak. Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, Wednesday, Dez. But I was looking the other day online to buy some new ones, and they don't they don't even have digs available. Micah Parsons, they don't even have uh, men's ones available. Um, I, I wonder if this is because they're just selling off yeah, the I mean, show. Obviously, you can just make any. I can just go and be like, you know, Parsons, uh, whatever he is, 11, um, and just do that. Um <laughs> Lamb is an option. Obviously, I can do that. You're so, a big fan of CD Lamb. I like Lamb. Would that be your next jersey? I think so. You know, obviously, you want to get someone you think's going to be your favorite there for Lamb, a, who's going to be there for a few. L- let me see one one second. Did you get the the genesis of this expression? I I'm did. just curious. So the phrase "the bird in the hand is worth two in the bush" is 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 used for saying that it's better to hold on to something one already has than to risk losing it. We're trying to attain something. Well, everyone better. knows what it means. Oh, I knew that. We're looking for the origin. Oh, the, the origin. I'm looking is, for the origin well, of it. My apologies. The origin Jeez. is much less clear. There are various examples of the idiom appearing in print dating to the 16th century. For example, one 1530s statement by Hugh Rhodes reads, "Better one bird in hand than ten in the wood." But that's all I got. So, so that goes back to the 1500s. Yeah. Can I uh, say also, also real quick? This is what you actually said earlier. Yeah. Are there other things at foot? I did. I said at foot. Said at foot. So again, I combined at hand and afoot. So, which was a, a which thing. was right there though. Like for that context, are, the, are there you... other things afoot? Is what I meant to say. Oh, you went to say foot, but I went I went to at foot, <laughs> as opposed to afoot, and um, you know that was not my best moment. Um, that is an historic mix-up. For you. It, it, I, I, I like that. I also, I, you know, what else I like? We don't have enough time to get into this. I love the word idiom. You just said idiom. That's idiom. a good word. It's a good word. I you need don't to try hear that wo- too often. No, I need to try and get that in a sentence. Um, in a down barrel. We work that in a monologue. Yeah. At up. some point, we're going to tomorrow. Our goal for the day is to work the word idiom into the conversation. Fair enough. <laughs> we'll see you tomorrow on ESPN Radio. Are there other things at foot? 
Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio and see it with the video on ESPN+. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.